Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. It's a very special episode. It is the gambling preview for the NFL season. It is here. Um, Sorry, we're kind of putting this out the day the season starts. So uh, I don't think many of you kind of tail along anyway that listen. Uh, Not many of you, I think, actually put in bets like this. So more for just fun and entertainment purposes. So uh, listen up still uh, if you're listening this weekend. Uh, We have some good ones. We have some good ones. So let's just jump right into the news, NFL injury news for week one. Not a whole lot going on. Uh, Most notably, Zach Wilson is expected not to play until week four with his knee. Uh, Smart on the Jets taking their you know, potentially franchise quarterback, uh, slow and steady in his knee recovery. So Joe Flacco will be playing weeks one through three uh, against the Ravens in in week one here. So that'll be an interesting uh, game. Uh, Joe Flacco is old as stone. So if you looked at any of these other old quarterbacks, uh, they don't do very well. They're not mobile at all. Uh, Ravens have a good pass rush. So I don't see the Ravens, you know, losing this this game against the Jets of all teams. So uh, Ravens in the teaser spot for sure this week. Moving on to Chris Godwin shocking us and everyone else that does what we do, uh, that he's fully practicing, possibly playing in week one. I know way back in the spring I said, you know, week four to five. But I also said it wouldn't absolutely shock me if he played uh, – Week one, but uh, I am shocked. I am shocked after, you know, seeing kind of his ramping up in camp, and I thought they'd take a little longer with him. Uh, Van Jefferson for the Rams out week one, not a huge blow to their offense. I think they're going to run the ball a lot this year. A little foreshadowing for our picks here. And then finally, Marlon Mack was released by the Houston Texans, which is an odd move. I get Damian Pierce is going to be your, you know, your number one running back. But Marlon Mack is a uh, serviceable veteran at the least. And I think the Steelers of all teams who who need a backup running back would be foolish not to work him out. And really any team that needs a backup running back would be foolish not to bring him in the building for a tryout. Uh, And mostly I'm saying this because I have like, 17% 17% ownership of Marlon Mack in my best ball league. <laughs> now he's not going to play a single snap as of right now. Dane, do you have anything else to add or comments on the injury notes? Nothing significant. Just hope uh, Godwin's, you know, 100%. Hopefully it's like a Wes Welker thing where he balls out soon after ACL and not like a rushing back too early thing and lingers into a longer term injury. Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be okay. Uh, I think um, you know he he he's had roughly that that time frame you need to come back from in ACL. Yeah. It's it's a month short in, in we, my opinion. We touched on in a previous episode um, just that it was a clean ACL tear with not, no other structural damage. So that does that does make it an easier recovery. So I mean, I I feel like. It's a smart enough situation where you have, you know, they have weapons, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. Like, it's not like they desperately need him. They don't need to rush him back. So I feel like it's, I'm I'm confident in him coming back. 
and doing his thing. But to the Steelers running back, yeah, I mean, they definitely I, – I have high hopes for this Jalen Warren, the un, undrafted rookie, the backup they got. But mm-hmm. they need some type of change of pace for Najee because he's not going to finish the season. So I, I, I would like a Marlon Mack type of – Type of pickup there, I'd be I'd be pro that as well. You know, it's the gambling episode, so we're gonna get right into our draw of the week segment because you can't skip it. And I'm picking the game I'm going to this Saturday. Hopefully, if the if the rain kind of holds off, uh, which is Charlotte FC versus New York City FC in Charlotte, uh, we're gonna be getting the effects of hurricane or tropical storm earl i think i don't know but we're we're definitely getting heavy rain this weekend um and it says it's going to rain all day saturday so new york city definitely a better team than charlotte by a long shot i believe they're number two in this table charlotte's near the bottom of the table but in the rain and wet and charlotte's good at home Charlotte could pull out the draw here. Uh, what do you got? I got. I I teased last week about I was going to take Columbus, but then they ended up getting a win, so that I wasn't going to take them because they were off the draw streak. And damn it, if those motherfuckers didn't get another draw, so so I'm back. I'm I'm hammering Columbus. This is going to be their uh, what is it fifth draw in six games? I think maybe maybe even more than that. It's unbelievable how many games they're drawing. They they're leading the MLS. Um, so I got them picking up a big point on the road at Montreal, uh, Columbus. It's Ted Lasso season two. Columbus at at uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Columbus gets a point on the road. That's that's what I'm saying here. Lock it, lock it in. That's the draw of the week. And then uh, before we get to the season long picks, I have a. Oh, and by the way, we're gonna tweet out our locks of the week, and our our other picks. So we're still going to do three picks each and, you know, keep track of how people are doing. And then, and then we'll have the lock. So every week we're going to tweet that out, but uh, this week we're going to save it. I think we might save it every week because for Twitter, because it's just, it's really hard to pick games on a Wednesday or even a Thursday. Um, There's too much news and information that happens over the weekend. For these games so uh we'll see how it goes but i have a uh kind of a special unique pick for this week one which is lowest scoring game of the week again panthers browns uh it's the favorite to be the lowest scoring game of the week and for good reason we're gonna get hit with the freaking tropical storm on sunday so uh you know it's gonna be heavy rain it's already too Good defenses in those teams. And then it's, you know, Baker versus Jacoby Brissett. So it's kind of like a perfect storm to for the under, under 42 and a half, and, and then just to be a stinker of a game. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think at least if I'm at this game and it's a stinker and it ends up being, you know, 17 to 14, then at least I'll I'll have won this bet. So without further ado, we have our seasonal long picks. I feel like we should continue to do the the 
three picks on the pod, but if, if something changes, like if there's a significant injury or news that happens between You're recording allowed to change. And, and when the game, yeah, then you can update that on the, mm. on the tweet. Also, last week did not count. That was, those were the preseason picks. Those did not count towards the official standings. I'm just no, I'm just no. throwing that out there. And yeah, we don't I don't know if Jimmy's gonna like be around this year or not. So I guess stay tuned for that. Um he's busy on Wednesdays. And then, you know, whatever on Thursday. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll we'll see. Stay tuned to see if Big Jim makes an appearance. All right. Uh let I'll start with a little attention grabber pick here. Uh longest field goal made of the season, regular season, has to be a regular season game, over 62 and a half yards. Uh Justin Tucker has been hitting these uh, once a season for the past couple years. There's a couple kickers who are fully capable of hitting a 60-yarder, and I think teams start opening up more with that decision uh, who have a kicker who can, you know, they feel comfortable giving it a try a little bit more than in years past. So I really like that one. I, I went a couple units on that one. Longest field goal, over 62 and a half. Uh, so, Dane, why don't you start uh, off with uh, the over-under, the seasonal win totals? All right. Yeah, I got some ones that I love. We nailed this one last year, but obviously the first one I'm hammering, Steelers over 7.5. Team is too talented. That defense is way too good to not win eight games. I think, I mean, I, I can't fathom how they have a losing record unless they get absolute, like, terrible, terrible quarterback play. Um. And I think, you know, Mike Tomlin, as much as he underachieves with great teams, he also overachieves with bad teams. You know, this is a guy that won won eight games with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. So there's no, there's no, I mean, yeah, they, they're going to lose to the two and 14 Buccaneers at home before they draft Jameis Winston. They're going to get 40 pieced by the Browns and the Jaguars at home in the playoffs. Like they're, they're always going to overlook those shitty teams, but they don't do that as much when they are shitty. And and Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin is is he loves to be middle of the, of the pack. When they're supposed to be good, they're average. When they're supposed to be bad, they're average. And Pittsburgh's going to be at least average this year. So I'm I'm hammering that one. Uh, another one that I love is uh, I I don't know I don't know that they're going to be good this year. But Jacksonville Jaguars down there at uh, over under six and a half wins. A weak division, you know, you're getting the Texans twice. Um, there's no clear-cut, like, top team. You know, the Colts and the and the Titans are kind of middle-of-the-ground teams. So it's like you're getting six decent games there, winnable games. Uh, a, a lot of talent on this team, a well-coached team. I think Trevor Lawrence takes a big step forward. You know, he's got weapons around him. They got weapons on the defense. Got a lot of young talent, so they got to... They got a. I think Doug Peterson, you know, rattles off some wins. I like them to be a 500 team competing for a playoff spot, maybe, especially in a weak division. I kind of feel the same about the Lions, but I wasn't as confident in them. Ooh, uh, no. And then the the Lions are, are a well coached team, and they they play hard for for Dan Campbell. And I think they're going to definitely true. sneak sneak. They're going to sneak up on some teams. They're going to win some games, but they're also going to lose a lot of games. Uh, and then the Browns. It's it's not good odds at this point because the over under is eight and a half, which they're they're not they're not having a winning record. There's no shot, but uh, but but the I mean it's like minus one fifty five or something to bet the under because that was you know based on the that number was there before Deshaun Watson was solidified. 
Uh, so they, um, you know, that's going to. I think it was 10 at one point when they got the shot. This was, this was on DraftKings. It had eight and a half. I don't know what. Well, what I know it, it's eight were. and a half now, but, but you're not, I, you're not getting. It was 10. The, the Browns are definitely winning under that, but you're not getting good odds to make that bet because it's down to minus 155. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I like those. Obviously, I like the Steelers, and I'm going to take that. And Jaguars. They are going to be right on, I think, right on that seven-win margin, that six to uh, – like you said, they could they could end up with nine wins, but I see it more six to eight. Uh, so I'm going to stay away from that one. But I'm going to go with the Houston Texans over four-and-a-half wins. Davis Mills is a serviceable quarterback. I think he's going to be around in the league uh, quite a long time, at least as a backup, and to kind of – earn him that job i think he's good for you know about six wins here i think he can split uh the divisional games like win the home games against uh you know titans and jaguars and then uh you know colts might be a little tougher but that's a coin flip and then they have some winnable games uh throughout then then you know there's always going to be a surprise week there brandon cooks great wide receiver uh damian pierce is apparently gonna be you know a shit kicker apparently uh we'll see and then the defense is obviously uh not great but i think they're great enough to be a five win team which is all i need them to be and finally the washington commanders under seven and a half wins i do like terry mclaurin in fantasy i love terry mclaurin in fantasy and I just don't see the running game being there um, to kind of establish time of possession, which this team needs to do to win. They have to control time time of possession and have long sustaining drives. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they're going to be kind of more uh, boom or bust plays. So great for fantasy, great for best ball because they're I think they're going to be behind and throwing the ball a lot with Carson Wentz. But uh, yeah, uh, under seven and a half wins. I like that one. Uh, you got anything else for any of that? I do. I do like the Texans. Four and a half is is low. I mean, any team can is capable of winning five games, six games. That so that's that's real low. Um, you know, more often than not, you know, usually you only have a couple teams that might be below four wins. So that I like that bet. The the commanders, I have no idea what to expect from this team. I never do. They're like a wild card every year. So yeah. that one, that one I'm more variable on. I, I, Cause it's, it's weird. Like I feel like they could be good and I feel like they could also go like four and 13. I have no idea what to expect from them this year. And with Carson Wentz, you have no idea which Carson Wentz you're going to get either. So that's a tough one. Yes. Yeah, so let's go to most passing yards. You have uh, – oh, no, we each have one. I th- I said uh, Justin Herbert at plus 550. I think he's he's got a laser arm. He's going to spread the ball around. He's got excellent receiving options, including Gerald Everett at tight end, I think, is a good pass catcher. And then Austin Eckler is a pass catching running back. So, I, I you know, I think um, Herbert's in play for that. And who do you have? Yeah, if you're giving me even money, I'm taking Justin Herbert every day of the week. I just I just threw Josh Allen on there because his odds are much lower. Josh Allen's at plus twelve hundred to Herbert's five fifty. 
So, I mean, I think Herbert most likely does it, but Allen, you know, they don't have a, that solidified run game still, so I, I expect him to put up numbers as he does. So I feel like 1,200 is good odds for that. Yeah, uh, for sure. And then I have <clears throat> Matthew Stafford. We've been talking about him quite a bit the last couple of weeks with the elbow tendonitis. It's going to be a year-long th- nagging thing, so under 4,300 yards. It's it's technically 4,300 and a half yards, so he can get to 4,300 even. But under that number, I think they're going to run the shit out of the ball this year with Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. I don't want to take either of them to have, like, go over their rushing yards because I think they do split the carries up with them a lot. Those are two good running backs. So, but they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the clock down, and then, yeah, and then play action. So Stafford is going to get, you know, have have some good games, but I think, you know, there's games where he's going to be – feeling shitty and they're going to have to just run the ball run the clock down sticking with passing interception over unders this is where we did well or i did well last year i'm looking at it i oh we didn't mark down what what these ones were last year but i'm pretty sure i hit on mahomes over lamar's over and burrows over and then i didn't hit on zach wilson's over, I think something like that, uh, and then you hit. Uh, yeah, those are Rogers. Yeah, last year, if you if you were day one listener, we appreciate you. But I, during this episode, I said if you're gonna make any pick on here, hammer this Aaron Rodgers under eight and a half. It had been over a decade, I think, since he had thrown that many. Doesn't throw interceptions a lot, and plus, there's always the chance he gets hurt. And week one, he threw two, and I'm like, oh shit, I just I'm gonna blow this pick. But no, he ended up he ended up hitting the under. This year it's moved down to six and a half. So I don't I don't quite like it as much, but um, That'd be tough. That's that's tough. But there is always the chance, you know, the unders on these kind of picks are are, are generally better because there's you know, you could get hurt in week five and then you're not gonna you're not gonna hit it, you know. So I do yep. I do err on the side of the unders, but that's not who I I picked for this this year. The one one that I threw in, uh, I do like Justin Fields under fourteen and a half, partially due to that that injury reason. I think I feel terrible for Justin Fields because he's just gonna get the shit kicked out of him this year. He like the Bears stink. He's out there with a terrible line. He's gonna get smacked around. So I expect him. I don't expect him to play seventeen games as it is. Uh, and I hope if he does get banged up, that they don't force him out there and and ruin his career. But Justin Fields has also never been a big interception thrower. Um, very minimal in college. I, I don't even think he threw double digits through his entire time in college. And then, so so a fourteen and a half that seems a little high for me. So I, I I'm hitting the under for Justin Fields. Yeah, and I have uh, Mac Jones and Kyler Murray the same number, which is under twelve and a half. Again, uh, Kyler Murray's never thrown more than 12 interceptions in his career. I think he's thrown 12 twice, and then he was well under that the other times. Uh, so uh, under 12 and a half for Kyler, big old contract. Again, James Conner probably going to try to run the ball a little bit more. And then Mac Jones, under 12 and a half. Uh, he threw 12 his rookie year, and he made a lot of stupid rookie plays, and I think he's gotten better this year. So better quarterback, less interceptions, 
uh, under 12 and a half. And then also, like you said, there's, there's a good chance with Kyler Murray's size that, you know, he gets hurt or at least, you know, out for a few weeks or something like that's always in play with him. So uh, another reason I like that. Uh, really all of these quarterbacks that do a lot of rushing, uh, Mahomes, Fields, Josh Allen, uh, all those guys have an increased risk of injury, you know, lower extremity injury, uh, just getting tackled. So, you know, maybe look at those unders. And then let's move over to the running back position. Most rushing yards. I'm just going to agree with what Danny has second on his list here. So, Danny, uh, you you go ahead and take it away. Yeah, I uh, I never really like to take the odds on favorites, so I stayed away from Justin Justin Jonathan Taylor. Um, but I do like King Henry at plus six fifty. I think Tennessee, obviously, that offense always runs through him, but especially with with their lack of receivers, they're going to be very run oriented. And then I got Nick Chubb, kind of in a similar situation. Browns are going to be run heavy this year, so Nick Chubb at, at plus a thousand. Yeah, I like Nick Chubb. I think, he, and he said in an interview that was kind of one of his personal goals was to have the most rushing yards in this in this season. And I think it might have been to. I think that that's what he said. But either way, he was like, I'm trying to be, you know, the best, you know, and try to get the, like, Hall of Fame career was the gist of it. So that would be a, a great way to do that. Um, wide receiver, most receiving yards. Similar conversation between these two guys. Uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson kind of challenged each other to see um, – who could have a 2000 yard season this year if if one of them could do it and then just between the two who could have more receiving yards so i think uh these are the two best receivers in the league this year and then the cooper cup thing he's i don't think he's going to repeat again stafford not throwing the ball much yada yada and and so i think it's really between these two guys jamar chase 9 to 1 justin jefferson 7 to 1 uh, but Danny has a couple bigger odds, guys, that are in contention for it. Yeah, so this is where I really made my money last year. I said on last week's pod it was 30 to 1, but but when I looked it up, it was actually 35 to 1. That uh, So last year, I nailed this one. I'm not going quite as big odds this year, but if you recall, they made the Stafford trade, then Cam Akers went down. I said, Rams are going to be pass heavy. I said, I wouldn't. I said, I like, I like a flyer at Cooper Cup at 35 to 1. And bang bang. So we we we've made some good picks here, but this I'm not going quite as extreme this year. I do like C D Lamb jumps out to me at plus fourteen hundred. Uh the clear number one in Dallas now. Um so I think he picks up a lot of, of the the slack with their departures of Amari Cooper and uh Cedric Wilson. Um then Devontae Adams, I think the way Carr was slinging it around last year, you add Devontae in there and that's gonna I think Carr throws for a lot of yards this year, and obviously Devontae being his number one guy. I don't think anyone's going to put up quite extreme numbers as Cooper Cup did last year, so I think it'll be a lower number that leads the league, and I think either one of those guys could could do that. Yeah, the thing that worries me about Devontae is Derek Carr's never had a true number one uh, like that, so... I think I don't think he's going to be used to having to throw to a receiver who's always going to be bracket covered or you know double teamed. 
things of that nature. So I don't know how well their car can adjust to that. And then, but on the other end is Hunter Renfro might have a juju type year where he is just getting reception after reception. And I'm actually going to look up uh, if I can find Hunter Renfro's um, receptions over under. So in the meantime, let's go to receiving yards over under. You have uh, one pick here, which is uh, I was looking back last year. I took this the same guy and his under. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look up if that hit or not. I think it did. Who's, who's who? Are you talking? Let me. Uh, AJ I, Brown. AJ AJ Brown was mine from last year. Yeah, and I. I oh yeah, he was hurt. One, he didn't even, especially with his injury history. Yeah. Yeah. And so we 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 both might have picked that one last year. We actually. did. Yeah. But uh, I love it again this year. Even if he stays healthy, I think being uh, in a offense, not no disrespect to Jalen Hurts, but that's a run run first offense. Jalen Hurts runs it a lot. He's not going to put up, you know, he's not going to throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards. Um, I, I don't even think he had an 1,000 yard receiver last year. Devontae Smith, I expect him to take a step up. So A.J. Brown, I don't, I don't see him going over that 1,025 and a half. I'm I'm hammering that under again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And his over under receptions is seventy and a half, uh, which uh, seems like a lot. He his best season was seventy. Uh, his his second year with the Titans, he had seventy receptions. But obviously, the other two years, he he didn't have nearly as much. So could go under on the receptions as well. Uh, Hunter Renfro's receptions is at 76 and a half. Uh, oh, what, Google. Wow. Every player I have been searching all day or well, all evening, it just pu- puts a, I, I type in the player's name, and their stat, and it just brings up their stats. Hunter Renfro, the disrespect of Google doesn't have his stats right off the rip on Google. I had to click on pro football reference link. Uh, that's that's disrespectful, Google. Do you see a over under for uh, Devontae Adams receiving yards? I'm trying to receiving find yards. It. Yards, yeah. Uh, I was on receptions, but last year, take yeah. a guess how many receptions Hunter Henry had last year. Hunter Henry or Renfro? Oh shit, Hunter Renfro. Renfro, Renfro was over 100, 103, 108, yeah. something like 103 that. 103 receptions, and his oh. over under is seventy six this yeah, hammer year. Hammer that, hammer there, yeah. Oh. Uh, Devonte Adams over under is twelve hundred. That's a that's a lot. I think he does do it, but I don't like to hammer those those big overs because you miss a couple games and then that's pretty hard to do. But I do like Devonte Adams to go off, especially they got that their years at Fresno. You know they freaking lit it up. Nice uh, try. I forgot about that. They got that BFF connection. I I I like I like the Raiders a lot this year. I think I do too. But it just um, sucks they're in the crowded division. And and Devontae Adams over under receptions is one hundred and a half. He had one hundred and twenty three last season, one hundred and fifteen year before that. That's still that's still a hot big number. I'm not, I'm a, not touching. I like him as a player this year. I think he'll be productive, but those are big numbers to to risk. I'm looking at some of these. I want it. Well, I'm definitely taking Hunter Renfro, but like Dawson Knox at 49 and a half, I think he becomes a staple of that offense this year. Um, he just signed a four-year extension, by the way. He had 49 receptions last season. Uh, and I don't think they have that many great 
uh, Diggs is great. Uh, Gabriel Davis, good. But they don't have like, yeah, why not? Why not Dawson Knox over 49 and a half receptions? He'll get the 50 burger this year. So, yeah, Renfro over 76 and a half and Dawson Knox over 49 and a half. Uh, those are those are live picks on the pod here. Uh, another live pick while Danny was talking I made was Bears to have the worst record at plus 550. Um, why not? Yeah, I like that one too. Bear, I, I feel so bad for Justin Fields. Like I want to sue somebody over it because it's – it's a crime what they're going to do to that kid. Yeah, offensive line is struggling. They they picked up uh, Leatherwood on the waivers, and I don't think he's going to pan out to do much for them. Uh, so, yeah, t- going to be tough for the Bears there. Uh, the Bears. And oh, finishing up with receiver, I had two over touchdown uh, touchdowns on the year. That's Brandon. Cooks over five and a half touchdowns. I mean, it's just basically between him and Nico Collins catching the ball. So, you know, Cooks and Davis Mills building up a rapport. Number one receiver over five and a half touchdowns seems like a good one. And then uh, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos with Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Same number, five and a half touchdowns. I think uh, especially with uh, Tim Patrick out. Cortland Sutton's like the big, tall receiver on the team now. He's the only one to have that profile. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler are both smaller guys, more elusive. So all those little, when you're in the red zone, you throw that little uh, fly out route to the um, corner of the end zone. Who's it going to? Cortland Sutton, six times this year. So over for both of those. I I love those, actually. Uh, I did you know, kind of one unit on all of these, basically, all these player ones I took, but those two, I, I really like those, actually. I, I like Sutton, especially with Tim Patrick beat going down. I, I like the Sutton pick for sure. I think that does it for the offensive side of the ball. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Not as many props here, obviously. So I took one over under sack total, and that is Khalil Mack. Under 10 and a half sacks this year. Khalil Mack is old. He is an he's he's an excellent, excellent player. Uh was very fun to watch for the Bears. But uh his past two seasons, uh three seasons, uh 2019, eight and a half sacks, then nine sacks, then six sacks. And yes, he's on the Chargers this year, which is an excellent defense, probably going to be one of the best defenses, but I do not see him being on the field enough and, you know, having that closing speed anymore enough to get to 11 sacks. That's that's a high number. That's elite number, and I don't think he's elite anymore. You got any any of those, or are you just want to go to most uh, sacks? We we talked about that pre-show, but I think we're on the same thing. I I agree there with the under. We're gonna to touch on TJ here. Last year, last year Steve uh, had well, we both had TJ for sack leader, but Steve also had him for DPOY. And I said, I said you're crazy if they haven't given it to him the previous two years for whatever reason they aren't they're not voting for him. They're not. He, I said he'd have to break the sack record, and so Steve nailed that. He was he was on TJ, so I'm on I'm on TJ again. I'm, I got TJ, most sacks for sure. 
Yeah, and that's five to one. He's the favorite, uh, as he should be. And then Miles Garrett is like six and a half to one, seven to one, like right, right behind him. And their over unders were TJ was over under 14 and a half. Miles Garrett was over under 13 and a half. So instead of taking either of those, you might as well just take TJ to have the most because I don't think, uh, although Miles Garrett might be on the field. Well, the Steelers and the Browns might have their defenses on the field quite a bit this year. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, my boss was, uh, and he's a, um, I don't even know who he likes for NFL. I forget. But he was kind of like, oh, Mitch Trubisky's your starting quarterback. Oh, I bet you hate that. And I was like, dude, I am all for it. I was like, Mitch Trubisky's going to take us to the freaking playoffs this year, or at least at least a winning record and be competitive. He's like, no, no way. I was like, oh, you don't know shit about football. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, I don't know. It was a little, little sidetrack there. I don't have anything else. on. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? You want to keep, keep moving on. Let's keep moving on. Keep on moving. TJ's not getting 22 and a half, but he's still going to put up, put up crazy numbers. So hammer, hammer that. We'll yeah. be on to next defensive rookie. We both nailed this one last year. We both had, uh, Micah Parsons, but I, I think he was the odds on favorite, but we both were kind of like, yeah, he's. He's a lock, and then we so that's another one that we nailed. He's still this, five to one this year. Like What's that for DPOI or for yeah for, last year? Oh, oh yeah, he was five or six or something like that. Yeah, uh, but we're both on the same guy again. Looks like Sauce Gardner. Uh, no, no one really jumps out to me on either side of the ball, especially with no rookies starting for offense. It makes it makes it or no rookie quarterbacks. I mean, makes it a little more difficult of a pick, but. For defense, I like I like Sauce Gardner. I think he's a great yeah, Parsons was plus six hundred last year. Sorry, I got sidetracked. But uh the the favorite is Hutchinson at seven to one. Which which isn't isn't I don't hate that, but I think Sauce is a is a dynamic player. Um, yeah, and with the name a, and, and stuff defense. too, bigger bigger oh, yeah. market. You, you gotta if you're gonna live up to the sauce, you gotta you gotta take home a trophy, and I think he's got a good chance to do it. Yeah, it's way more fun than taking Hutchinson. Uh, then over to the well. Let's just finish up with defense, uh, defensive player of the year. You know, <laughs> you might, I might as well. Well, let's see. I, I, I fucked up. I actually bet T.J. Watt to win defensive player of the year again this year, and I when I actually bet on him, he never wins defensive player of the year. And then last year I didn't put any money on it and look what happened. So I, I, I did take TJ and I also took Aaron Darnold um, at plus 650 just because uh, I think the Rams are going to have to be an elite defense and he's going to have to get, you know, high sack total. Yeah, Donald. Uh, <laughs> and uh, although him talking about retirement at the end of last year and, and now he's kind of coming back, Anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe he does. I don't know. I think that guy only has one gear, though, and it's to fucking murder whoever's in front of his face on Sundays. Quite quite literally in practice, too. Yeah. I, got, uh, I, like, I like Micah at plus 950. I like cause this, it's, too. Just because just it's better odds than TJ and Miles Garrett. And I think if uh, if, T, if TJ doesn't have that crazy sack pace last year, if he, if he literally doesn't get – 
the stack <laughs> record, then I think Micah runs away with it. And somehow, T, like TJ, still wasn't even unanimous. Like it's crazy. I don't know what their what their beef with him is. Like what what more was he supposed to do? like? How was it not unanimous? Like he he right. set the sack record. He freaking forced and all then his, that, he and with all and with all the missed time. Like he still like it was unbelievable pace that he was on last year. And then the NFL writers this year, uh, Mark made. Miles Garrett, a um, higher up on their list at the position, and and same with Madden. Um, just stupid, just stupidity. Yeah, someone, uh, someone's got to learn me that. Uh, so they must, they must hate TJ or the Watts or the Steelers, one of the three, because none of that adds up. The stats don't add up at all. Uh, whatever. I've, I'm glad he's a stealer. Uh, I jumped out of my chair when we drafted him. And let's go over to Offensive Rookie of the Year. I have two picks here. I did take them both. Uh, my number one choice is George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guy's a monster. I think he's he's just he's ready to play football. He's ready to play NFL football. And you know, I think we're going to have to spread the ball around a lot with the Steelers. Who knows how much uh passing <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's actually going to do uh cuz he does he never did pass the ball that much on the Bears, but I think he's got way better weapons here on the Steelers than he did on the Bears minus Allen Robinson. And uh, I think George Pickens just has that X factor, that it factor to be just like a superstar right off the bat. But it's it it's going to depend on the guy throwing him the ball, obviously. Uh, and then my other pick is uh, Damian. No, it's not, is it Damian Pierce? Yeah, Damian Pierce. Yeah, too many names. Damian Pierce at the same odds, roughly. Both of them are nine to one. Pickens plus nine fifty. Uh, Damian Pierce all off season. Uh, Sharp people were talking about him being, uh, you know, potentially splitting the carries with Marlon Mack, and then he he absolutely like tore up the preseason games, and now he is the sole number one back in Houston. Now, how much running will Houston do this year? That's to be determined. But if he's going to just be like an electric player, then then really that's kind of more of what you need to win this award, I think. Yeah, he's. I'm interested to see what he was like a couple weeks ago because he is. He has shot up the boards. Um, he, he was probably plus three thousand, plus five five thousand a month ago. You know what I mean? Like nobody, nobody had him on their board anywhere. Uh, I'm going with something different. I'm, I I love Brees Hall, uh, which is kind of scary that I'm taking a, a jet on both sides of the ball. It's, it's unbelievable. But Brees Hall is. I was. I, I love those little dark horse like those small college teams that like, you know, have great runs. Loved watching Iowa State the past couple of years with Brees Hall and Brock Purdy. Uh even David Montgomery was there before right before Brees came in. But this man, as a true freshman, highly touted recruit who Matt Campbell convinced Iowa State was the place for him. You know, you're gonna come in, start immediately, be a baller. And he was. He absolutely lived up to the billing setting all kinds of records, you know, had a, it was like 23 games in a row with a touchdown or whatever it was. I mean, the dude is just unbelievable. I had him up there with, I I can't, I could not believe that he was rated as low as he was in the draft. Like he was, he went early second round, but I, 
you know, the Saquons and the Zeeks and the the Fournettes or CMCs that come out and they go top 10, like, obviously you don't, it, it's not always smart to take a running back that high, but I, I, Brees is every bit as talented coming out as those guys were. I'm telling you, this guy is the complete package. He's explosive, powerful. He's a threat in the passing game. Brees Hall is a freak. They're talking about he's going to split carries with Michael Carter. He's not splitting carries with Michael Carter. He might split carries with Michael Carter for a week or two, but you're going to see Brees Hall is the guy. He's going to he's going to blow up, I think, kind of like Saquon did his rookie year. Maybe not quite as good as Saquon, but he's going to have a great rookie season as far as the as far as far the stinky Jets will let him. So I love Brees Hall there at plus 1,000. Yeah, you are accounting for the coaching staff having the brains to do this too, though. Um they might they uh, honestly too for fantasy Michael Carter I think is still a viable fantasy option because he could be you know third down back goal line back uh, red zone type of guy um, if they may not trust the rookie having the ball in the in the red zone but that's more speculation I do agree with Danny so I think yeah I mean there's no there's no quarterback starting Pickett's not going to play enough to, yeah. to get it so I mean it's going to be I feel like it's going to be a running back it's probably I think it's going to be an underwhelming year for rookies, honestly. And, like, Pickens is obviously a popular pick, but he's also in a crowded receiver room on a team that's probably not going to blow you away with their passing numbers. So I, I love that Brees Hall pick. I think he's going to run away with it. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, let's go to Coach of the Year, I, I'd say. Well, uh, MVP. We'll, fit, we'll finish with the player stuff. Uh, MVP, I took, or no, you, no, I did, yeah, I took uh, Justin Herbert, MVP on the Chargers, and this goes with my most passing yards pick. If he has the most passing yards and the Chargers uh, come out on top in that tough, tough division, it would be kind of hard to, I think, deny him of at least being a top, you know, three choice for it. And then uh, what did you put for that? Yeah, I was I was on Herbert here too. I touched on how I think I think he's going to lead the league in passing. I just didn't didn't put him at, for that just because he was at the odds on favorite, worse odds than Josh Allen. But I think I mean you touched on his weapons earlier. This offense is just loaded, and he's going to light it up. So MVP, I think he does he gets that. But I also think uh, OPOY has I, I think he's plus two thousand. So I like his odds a lot more for that because I. I think he's going to light up the stat sheet, at least with crazy passing numbers. Josh Allen might have a little bit of an edge with his rushing ability, but plus 2,000 seems seems great odds for Herbert here for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking. Uh, there's there's a couple of books that have Michael Parsons all the way down to the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. I was looking at DraftKings. I don't know what the other ones were. Aaron Darnold plus – I did it again. You, you. I don't know why you all, you you say Darnold every time. It's hilarious, though. I love it. <laughs> yeah, consistent. Why, uh, while you while you're looking that up, I'll move on to my my coach of the year pick. Yeah, uh, which <laughs> I can't believe is coming out of my mouth. It's gonna probably hurt hurt the ears of of some of of my Steelers faithful that that have had our beefs with Tomlin over the years with his uh, noted postseason struggles and underwhelming seasons, but. Plus three thousand, like he's he's down almost at the bottom of the list. And I think if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, if they win ten games, eleven games, like I think he's going to be like 
obviously in the running. So I think that's amazing odds for for Mike Tomlin plus three thousand. I don't know why he's so low. Put put ten bucks on that, and you might win three hundred bucks. So that mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't. They're not gonna have a losing record. Like the defense is too good. They're gonna keep them in games. Trubisky looks great. If they get average quarterback play, they're gonna be a winning team, five hundred team. If they get above average quarterback play, they're gonna be a playoff team. And by golly, if they get good quarterback play, this is gonna be a great team. This is gonna be and and especially Trubisky with his legs, he's gonna be able to move around and and compensate for their lack of an offensive line. So I think Steelers would everybody everybody being so low on the Steelers is amazing to me. I'm I'm eating it up. It's true. Uh, I, he was the first person that popped in my head when I thought of this category, and I think the Steelers would have to make the divisional round for him to like legitimately have a shot at this thing. Just because there's too many other, they love to do the coach that had is took a really shitty team like a like the Lions, like Dan Campbell, like um, you know if the if the Bears first year coach with a underwhelming team like those kind of guys like win coach of the year usually so tomlin's just kind of that's his expectation is, is to have from these writers i guess is to have a winning season but i guess it's, it would be doing it without ben for the first time yeah i so, think without ben it really flips the narrative because they've they've always been expected they've never been expected to have a losing season though you know what i mean they're they're over under win totals are always 10 or 11 or nine and a half you know what i mean like even on the bad years it's still a winning record so like this is the first year they're actually the odds makers are actually saying it's going to be a losing season which is which is crazy to me so i think that's really going to kind of flip that narrative and they yeah. vote on it. They vote on it before playoffs. So if he gets forty piece by the Jaguars oh. at home again, like it don't even I matter. Um, well, I didn't I know that. They, so I that think they do matter. at least. They do for all the other regular season awards. So I don't know why they it, wouldn't for that. It but. does. It does say regular season here. So yeah. So now I kind of regret my uh, Sean McDermott pick because. Yeah, Sean McDermott is definitely in the the camp of uh, in his team's expected to. He's the fit. They're the favorite to win the fucking Super Bowl. So like, if if he wins twelve, thirteen games, then that's not like an impressive for this award for this category. It's not kind of what this award is about. Like, which it kind of should be, but um, it's not. And so now. Uh, John McDermott at 21 to one uh, kind of feels stupid, but I still like my second pick, which is Nick Sirianni for the Eagles at 16 to one. I think if the Eagles win that division, then I mean, I think he's the odds on favorite to win this award. If he can win the, uh, win the division with the Eagles. And then, you know, I guess he'd kind of have Eagles would have to be in contention for that bye week, the, the one seed for him to really be, put in the favorite spot but if they just win the division which i think is very possible then i think he's still kind of a uh, in the last handful of guys up for this award we just talked a lot about coach of the year but um it was at least it pretty um interesting things to say about it and i am i am putting uh, $30 on Mike Tomlin to win a grand. Well, while you're doing that, comeback player of the year, I got to hammer my boy Saquon plus 1600 contract year. He's he's ready to he's ready to prove the doubters wrong and they're writing him off. He's fully healthy. 
I, I, I just this is this is partially a, a I, just I hope it happens kind of thing, but I think he's going off this year. I don't hate that. Uh, we someone just uh, tweeted at us before we started, uh, before we sat down, uh, telling us Saquon shouldn't have been in the tier one category for tier one of likelihood to get injured. Uh, I oh, he's disagree. Still tier one. He's definitely yeah. tier one. He's he's yeah, still he's, a red flag, like high risk, but he's also very very high. If you get that rookie Saquon, like he was the number one fantasy player, so like, right. It's it's very high reward, obviously, especially he's dropping the late second round in a lot of these drafts. Uh, shout out to this guy, always right on Twitter. Uh, he, we did miss Dalvin Cook. He should be on on that list, and he oh, wasn't. We, we did make that list on the fly. Like we, yeah. we kind of just freeballed that thing. So like, yeah, we literally made it <laughs> in twelve two seconds. minutes in twelve seconds before recording. We were like, we should do this, and then uh, yeah. No, no research into that list at all. That was just, yeah. So thank you to him. And yeah, Dalvin Cook is a tier one injury guy. Uh, my comeback players of the year, uh, number one on my list. I accidentally bet him twice and I don't regret it at all. Jameis Winston, five to one. Uh, I, I also, uh, spoiler alert, I took the Saints to win the division at plus 350. Why not? Their defense is fucking great. And all Jameis has to do is just be him and just gunsling it around. He's got a ton of targets this year, Chris Olave. Uh, Michael Thomas, I think, is going to have a resurgence. He's not going to be an elite, the elite Michael Thomas he was, but I think he's going to have be a game changer, a game wrecker still. Uh, Good receiving core. Alvin fucking Kamara also to throw to as a check down and, and so Jameis five to one really all he has to do is uh I think be in contention to win the division and and try to get that wild card spot and he's one of those guys that'll definitely be top of the list for this and everyone loves him uh my other uh second second guy here CMC I took him last year and what do you know he got hurt twice again last year out for pretty much the whole season but plus 750, it's literally if he stays healthy, he will be the comeback player of the year because when he is healthy, he is the best player on the field, non-quarterback, uh, in almost every game. So he is a true game wrecker and and just spectacular to watch. So CMC plus 750 is a fun one. And then my our man Mitch. Uh True Bisky, 14 to 1. I, I think all we have to do is make the playoffs. And, and Mitch Trubisky's comeback player of the year. But but I will say what, what would hurt him is he's already been to the playoffs as a starting quarterback twice. I think all three times because he was in the Nickelodeon wildcard game his last year with the Bears. So I I want to say he was three for three going to the playoffs as a starting quarterback. So I guess if we do make the playoffs, that's still just that's that's Mitch's baseline, baby, and we got him for five million dollars. I think it was just twice, but yeah, I mean, that's if Mitch leads him to the playoffs and nobody else, like if if CMC or Saquon don't like pop off, like have a huge season, I, I, that's that's huge. I mean, who else is gonna? If Mitch goes to the playoffs and Jameis doesn't, you know, that's a huge edge for Mitch. So that's not that's good odds, fourteen to one. Yeah, and like I said, worst worst record, Bears, Bears are butt. 
this year. Uh, and they're going to be so boring to watch. I, I will never watch a Bears game this year. And if it's a primetime game, I don't know if they have any, but that'll probably be a night that I, you know, get something else done with my life or play video games. All right. So that covers everything up until up until we got the divisional winners and our Super Bowl predictions to wrap up. We are doing time 53 minutes in. It's, it's a long sode. Let's Yeah, we, but we can hammer we can hammer through these. We'll get done. See, we got 6 minutes to do this. 6 minute warning to have an hour episode. So Conference or division winners. I already gave away the Saints plus three fifty bucks. Who knows? They could have a down year with with all the Tom Brady drama. Uh, probably not, but Saints defense could take them there. And then the Arizona Cardinals. I think again, I'm betting on Matt Stafford's elbow not holding up all year, and then the 49ers not being uh, shit kickers. So I think the Cardinals. At plus three fifty-five are just as good as those other two teams, and and that division usually comes down to the last two weeks anyway. So I like that. And then finally, I have the um, a combo bet, which is Eagles first, Cowboys second, uh, plus three thirty-five, and then I took it the other way: Cowboys first, Eagles second uh, as a hedge. But this was the one I put a lot more on. So so Eagles. To win the division with Cowboys coming in second, and those are my divisional picks. What do you have? All right, I got a few I want to want to hammer at you. These aren't even necessarily who I think is going to win. This is kind of more of who I think has great odds that that heavily favor you. So, first one I want to touch on is Minnesota plus two fifty. Um, I think that Green Bay takes a step back, especially with Rodgers receiver situation the offense is definitely at least going to take a step back i think who knows maybe he pops some real good lsd for his games and balls out but i think the bears aren't a threat at all to win the division and the lions i do think they're going to sneak up on some people and be competitive but they're not winning the division so really you're down to two teams and i think minnesota green bay are kind of fairly even this week one matchup will, will tell a lot towards that but, you know, I, I think Green Bay has the edge, but it's not huge. You know, 55-45, 60-40 maybe. So Minnesota plus 250, if, if you're giving me a 40-45% chance at that, that's that's great odds. So I'm taking that. Um, kind of on the same token, I like Tennessee plus 170. On paper, they're not a good team. Uh, but the past couple of years, they really haven't been. And they just they keep balling. Vrabel's, Vrabel's a great coach. Uh, Kind of the same boat as last year. Everybody loved Indy, and, and Tennessee still pulled away with the division. So, um, you know, Indy's minus one thirty. I don't know how they're so heavily favored. You know, obviously the the Jags and the Texans, Texans definitely aren't competing for it. Jags, I could maybe see, but but I, I think Tennessee definitely has the best odds there. Although I would say Colts are probably most likely to win the division, and then Dallas, another underdog to win the division. I'm not as big on the Eagles as everybody is. I just don't see it. People are talking about them being a Super Bowl contender. I don't know. I'm I'm just not big. I still think Dallas is the uh, most talented team in the division in a weak NFC plus 160. And then Pittsburgh plus 1,000. I think the AFC North is wide open. I don't think they're going to win it, but that's just fantastic odds. I think there's a decent chance that they do. Baltimore with the Lamar situation, I don't expect Baltimore to be good. And I'm, 
I'm hoping since he has that kind of Super Bowl hangover and the Browns aren't aren't competing for anything, so Pitt at a, at a thousand is is crazy odds. I'm I'm probably gonna throw a little bit of coin on that. It is that is uh, insane odds for that division. It's always wide open that division. I mean, in last year, since he was what, they, since he was probably plus sixteen hundred or something wild, and, and they went. I mean, Pittsburgh mm, Pittsburgh is gonna be better than last year, and same. last year they were a half game out of the division. They literally were a half game behind Cincy. Like. I don't, I don't understand how they're being so overlooked, but I love every second of it. Yeah, uh, and then people literally just snap of the finger, forget like Tomlin as an underdog was like a thing always being talked about. Uh, two minutes. With two, we're at the two-minute warning for our Super Bowl picks. Uh, I'll just, just straight off the rip. Oh, I have, I have a special one too at the end. I'll save for the last. Uh, Chargers beat the Packers, and Chargers is 10-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Chargers beating the Packers. Who do you have? I have. Well, I, I think that the Bills probably. I mean, they're they're definitely they're the favorite, and I do love the Bills. I picked them last year also, and McDermott fucked me on that stupid ass prevent defense those last two plays to lose to Kansas City. But but I, I, I the reason that I'm picking NFC teams here, the AFC is just so stacked. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders are gonna be good. The you know the AFC North teams, Ravens and the and the Bengals, you know if they if they kind of repeat, uh, even the Broncos are kind of a a contender now. Um, so the AFC is just stacked. There's there's great teams. It's it's tough to it, you have a lot. The NFC is a lot easier to get through. So the NFC teams I think have much better odds. I love the Rams and the Niners to be good teams this year, but I don't think anybody else in the NFC is really like popping out to me. So I th- I think plus twelve hundred for the Rams, plus sixteen hundred for the Niners are definitely great odds. I have a Bills Rams Super Bowl is plus twenty five hundred. Um, Bills Niners was plus three thousand. I I had Bills Rams Super Bowl last year at sixty to one, and uh, the Bills man, the Bills. Oh God, I still salty about that. Bills would have beaten the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. And I had no, oh, no for doubt. Sure. They would have slaughtered. That's what. Yeah, they, I, and I hate that. And I like I hate that for Buffalo because that's a team that like desperately needs a, a win and like and and you know just an entire like reconstruction of the city. <laughs> Where's that infrastructure build, Joe? <laughs> Buffalo uh, needs you. Well, we we hit the two minute warning, but uh, I have a fun one that I found and took. Uh, kind of, I put two two units on this, and that is there a new team will win the Super Bowl, meaning a team that's never won the Super Bowl will win the Super Bowl this year at plus. 235, and let me list you off these 12 teams. Uh, There's quite a handful that certainly will not make the playoffs. But, and those ones are the Cleveland Stinkin' Browns, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Atlanta Falcons, and that's those, those are the teams that just no, no, no shot, not even a prayer. Okay, so wipe those off the board. And then a couple interesting teams. I mean, the Panthers, they make the playoffs. Who knows? They could have like a bang. If the Bengals making it last year, just kind of warp my brain into thinking, you know, anything is possible once you get into the playoffs. Uh, and then the and then the Titans, another team that could, they were the one seed last year. If Derrick Henry stays healthy, stays hot, Robert Woods, who knows? And then... 
here are the teams that, you know, legit, legit Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. Uh, the Bengals, to go back, I don't think that will happen, but they are a legit contender. The Bengals, the Arizona Cardinals, legit contender. The Los Angeles Chargers, legit contender, possible MVP quarterback. The Minnesota Vikings, like you said, win the division. They're in the playoffs. They just need to win a you know couple more games in a row. I think the defense is gonna you know would have to step up, obviously, uh, step up a couple levels from last year to do that. And then the Buffalo Bills never won a Super Bowl, and they're the fucking favorites. So plus two forty, plus two thirty five to get all those teams to possibly win the Super Bowl, and all I need is one of those teams to make the Super Bowl, and then I can just hedge the other way on it. Um, and God forbid two of those teams on each side of the the conferences make it <laughs> winner already before the game even starts. So yeah, yeah that that's that's oh. my fun one I found. Oh, I love. I mean, even just like Bills and the Chargers. Is like huge because those, those are two uh, odds-on favorites. I mean, that's great odds with that with that giant stack of teams. That's what I thought. So that was my big one to end the show. So I hope you had fun listening to this. I hope you have fun watching this NFL season. I don't think I have to hope too hard for that. It's every Sunday is just insane. I, I had someone tell me. Um, you know, let's get together. Like Teresa's work friend, uh, you know, let's let's get together and come over for a Sunday or so. It's like, okay, you can come over, but there's going to be NFL football on multiple screens in the home, and I'm probably not going to conversate with you, and you're going to have to listen to me be pretty much a psychopath uh, and and seeing qualities of me. You you know, I'm basically a stranger to half of these people. Uh, other other than what Teresa would say about me at work, God only knows. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can have guests over on a Sunday. They just need a disclaimer. At least, for- yeah, yeah, you need a disclaimer. They can't they can't come in like thinking you're a civilized person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we are we so are we doing punishments for the for the lock of the week? Uh, stay stay tuned for our our gambling for our locks <laughs> of the week. Uh, our and our our three picks for the weekend. What's what's well, we can go. We can go back to. We can do the. Uh, we can do something simple. Just do like the Milwaukee's beast again. Yeah, I think we need to start simple, and I think we need to pick we more. Ju- real. We yeah, we jumped to waterboarding way way too quick last year. <laughs> yeah, and then we and the punishments fell through, and then it fell through a nipple nipple twisting I, and things like that. We'll we'll see. We need we'll, to come we'll up see. with sillier I, ideas, I, silly we, things. Well. The thing is, is you gotta quit losing your locks so much. When you, when you only when you when you hit all your locks, you don't gotta do these punishments. That's that's the key. I need to not bet the locks in real life. Dude, that's yeah. I'm I'm uh I'm keeping the locks going, but I'm also keeping my other picks. I'm flipping the other picks around. I'm I'm crushing it this year. It don't matter. It don't matter. Last week was preseason. It did not count. Yeah. So Friday, maybe maybe. Friday night, Saturday, sometime because we might have a call. You know, it's all it's open to college and NFL for our our locks. Week and I'm one avoiding is this Thursday though. game. Yeah, oh yeah, we. I I might do. I, I don't know. I got a couple I really like. I got a couple I like. Uh, so stay tuned on Twitter at Return to Play Pod, and more importantly, stay healthy, America. <laughs>